Hi, it's Mariana, clothing alteration professional turned clothing upcycler. I love making new out of old and here in the Art of Refashioning podcast we talk how we could transform existing clothing into new styles we'd love to wear. If you love sewing and want to tackle clothing and meanwhile save good textiles from landfill, let's talk about creativity. Yes, refashioning is about the environment, but it is also about you. And when it comes to being creative, refashioning has the magic to transform not only clothing, but you as well. So from a passive consumer and user of clothing, you could become a maker and creator and feel the joy and deep satisfaction of making unique clothing with your own hands. But before that, we need to unravel the misconceptions around creativity. So many who are coming to my presentations and workshops or on the website think of themselves, I am not creative. So if that is what you think, this episode is made especially for you. Here we're going to unwrap the three big myths about creativity and answer the question, are you creative? Also, I'll give you my best tips what you could do to build up your refashioning creativity, even if you're still thinking you're not creative. Today's episode is brought to you by my brand new online course, Alterations Like a Pro. This is what Rhonda emailed me. I don't want the clothes to look tacky. I want them to look like a brand new garment when they're done, not just like pieces put together. Well, Rhonda, let me tell you my secret. To create my own garments and upcycled work, I actually use a lot of what you're going to find in my online course alterations like a pro. It's amazing how much of this goes into my upcycled garments and makes them look high-end quality. So if the professional look is important for you, then check out my online course. When I think about creativity, I most times think about artists and painters and people who express their inner creative side. So I always thought that this is something you'd rather have or not. That's why this topic is really close to my heart. Because for almost 40 years, I used to think about myself that I'm not creative person and I don't have that kind of gift. 
And this is what some of you also think exactly as Bonita says. She wrote to me, I'm not creative and can't see potential in an existing item. This is very common if you haven't done any creative work on clothing. And this thing is huge because it's actually the biggest stumbling block that might stop you from being creative. I remember at school, even before going to the sewing class at home, I used a bed sheet to make a blouse. But unfortunately, I just ended up cutting out the silhouette of the blouse and not sewing it. Because back then, not everyone was uh, able to go into this sewing class. They had just limited uh, places and I couldn't get into this class. So I ended up not learning the basics of sewing. And back then, everything stopped for me. No sewing, no creativity. Even later, when in my late 30s I started studying fashion design, I ended up not developing collection and actually I didn't go to the final stage when I needed to create a collection. And all this because I never really believed that I am creative person. I knew I'm neat sewer, I enjoyed sewing really a lot, but when I needed to create something from scratch to add pockets here or, I don't know, gathers there, I just didn't have a whole really good ideas and was lost. And that's why I thought, no, I'm just not creative and accepted it. Long story short, I'm so grateful that when I started upcycling, after a couple of years, I decided to jump in and create a small upcycle collection for the first Eco Fashion Week Australia. Then I learned that actually it's not about personality or a trait or a gift. I learned that creativity is inside you. And it's actually a skill that you can enhance, develop and build up by doing different creative refashions. This is the first myth that I was struggling for so long and I can see how many of you also struggle. The myth that creativity is a gift or a trait, personality trait. Or it's a kind of a talent that you either have or not. From my experience, I know that this is the biggest misunderstanding. And when someone says to me, I'm not creative, I don't have ideas, and I can see that this stops them, that's really very devastating for me. Because I know it's just matter of going further and develop this skill. So in a closer look, creativity is actually a versatile set of skills. When we talk about refashioning, 
I would say that it's not really a matter of imagination, but it's more of a have you been exposed to different ideas. So it's exposure to ideas that with time you acquire and make your own and you step up on them and develop your own from there. Another skill is the ability to make connections between seemingly unrelated things. Like, for example, to grab different patterns and fit them in a fresh new perspective. But that's not just straightforward, right? And also at the end, creativity is doing the hard work and the ability to find creative solutions. I know it sounds a lot, but here is the good thing. It is something that you can develop. And I'm so glad that some of you already sense that. Like when I ask what is your biggest challenge when refashioning, Cindy wrote to me, I don't know how to start. I don't have design skills. I'm so glad that Cindy said skills because this is something that you can change. You can build it and you can develop and step on that. But if you say I'm not a creative person, then you just can't change your personality. And it's something firm that you believe you can't change. That's why it's very important just from the get-go to understand that creativity is something much more flexible than some of us used to think. Okay, I hope that this is enough to make you think about your creativity especially. That is something you can change. It's a skill like the sewing skills so you can Learn it and change it. The next myth is also very misleading and I think it's important to realize it. And this is that creativity is all about the aha moment. So one big misunderstanding is that the aha moment is everything. And that you kind of need to wait for it to come on its own. Or if you don't have it, like if you don't have that blissful moment, then you can't do anything more. But in reality, it's very, very different. The aha moment is just a small part of a whole and entire process. Because being creative and taking your idea into a real thing is actually more of a long process than is usually anticipated. Of course, the time how you go through that process could really vary a lot depending on your experience, how your mind works if you wish, and the environment you're into as well. Like if you're in more of a creative environment, for example, in a group and you discuss different ideas, you might develop ideas quicker. But this is not really um, the only recipe how you can develop ideas. My point is that it's not about the aha moment. 
It is about looking for a solution and actively looking for a solution, thinking over different options, checking out some solutions and ideas and really trying to see if it's going to work for you or not, if it's good for the fabric or for the design you want to create. Talking about designs, that reminds me of the big designers and what I realized about them, that it's not actually that they were so talented or so gifted, it's actually that they loved it so much, so they continued working on their designs, collections and having all this and being involved in this kind of work. And meanwhile, they actually develop their skills. So it's not about waiting for the aha moment, but looking actively and walking through the whole process until finding solution that satisfies you. I believe that is what they big designers actually did when they had big success. Another thing that I've heard here and there and find kind of a misleading for beginner is when someone who already refashions say, I wait until the garment speaks to me what wants to be turned into next. I'm not saying that this is not true, but I'm just saying that when you start, when you still don't have enough experience, this is not possible to happen because to have this aha sort of ideas immediately or just in a while when you look at the garment, you need to already have built up experience, which will give you that strength and power and the ability to think of a solution in this way. Probably a good analogy to explain this is like learning to drive. So when you're still learning, you're thinking of where, how to change the gear, how, what pedal to push, how to stop, where to look, right or left. But when you start to have more experience, you actually stop thinking about it and it comes like in a very natural, intuitive way. You know where to look, you know what to do. So it's kind of a similar when you're thinking of how to refashion existing clothing. When you accumulate enough experience, you will be able to come up with idea so quickly because you will already have so much information gathered as a good resource to pull out from. Now, the big takeaway here from revealing this myth is that your vision and creative ideas will evolve and change over time and you will have a bigger knowledge what to do with the specific garment. Moving on to the third myth, I would say that it's probably the trickiest, especially if you link creativity with artistic expression like drawing and painting where you could be really unrestricted and unlimited. At least that's my perception, initial perception. So the third myth is that creativity is free experimentation 
and your own unique findings. I agree that rules and limitations at some point are actually suffocating any expression of creativity. But when we talk about refashioning, you need to start from somewhere. Creativity is linking and creating new ideas, but they need to come from somewhere, even that is just looking at designs and not exactly making them. And this is especially if you're a complete beginner to clothes upcycling. It's like learning to sew clothing. So when you study fashion design, they don't leave you just to cut out squares, to gather them for a neckline and then to add sleeves with gussets in the armpit and go from there. No, they teach you how to draft a top, how to make the curves and what measurements you need to apply and very, very specific. So at some point you've got the best possible knowledge and from there you can start and do your own thing. In a similar way, refashioning could start from somewhere, teaching you important building blocks and essentials. But unfortunately, it's still very chaotic area and still developing. But I truly believe that refashioning could be very solid and organized with the building blocks and essentials as an education. So it will be similar to fashion design. But so far, I haven't found any kind of such program. And that's why probably I really want to see one offered to whoever wants to learn refashioning in a more serious and structured way. Well, to tell you, from some time I am working on developing uh, such a program and to offer it to those of you who want to learn how to refashion and upcycle existing clothing into new beautiful styles. So if you're interested, make sure that you keep up with me and stay put. Now let's go back to the third myth that creativity is free experimentation and your own unique findings. When we talk about refashioning though, creativity is different. Refashioning is similar to fashion design. In order to be prepared and really express your own unique visions, you really need some good foundation and knowledge about the essentials. We're going to talk more about specific ideas and these essentials in the podcast, so make sure that you subscribe and don't miss these episodes. Now let's go back to you and answer this big question. Are you creative? And if you're not into arts or some creative hobbyist, or that kind of profession, you probably think you're not creative. It's just because you didn't have that experience and you didn't have the chance to learn. So I want to break this kind of mindset and negative thinking about your creativity 
and will answer with yes, you are creative. You just need to start and to give yourself a chance. There are so many evidence and researches that actually find that creativity is part of every human being. Going back to refashioning, I think it's very important to mention the two components of creativity. So the first one is generating new idea. But the second is to make the idea reality. So thinking of ideas, but also action and making is very important when you refashion. You might find that one of the two components is easier for you. If you're an imaginative person, you will really enjoy researching ideas online, going through your closet and stash, or checking out different clothing materials together and thinking of details on particular design. I must confess, I am that kind of a person and often I can see myself just enjoying the imagination and the thinking of how many designs and how interesting they could be and just generating the ideas. But creating and actually making the idea reality includes the second component, the making. The making could have lots of steps and usually it's not that straightforward process as we think. Along with the sewing process, here you'd also might choose finishes, different seams, the functionality of the design, how it looks on your body and these kind of things. The making process is very important because you could learn a lot even if the project ends up not very successful. Like you could learn how to make it really work for you, for your body, taste and so on. Or how to sew different seams and different sewing techniques. Or even how to make it neat and clean if that's not your best part. Or how to finish off the design, to embellish it and so on and so forth. All these challenges throughout the process could really teach you a lot. And it's normal not every project to be successful. But learning from it could make you really successful next time. Going back to creativity, when you upcycle, it is important to do the both components. Finding your idea and making it reality. Only doing these two will help you enrich the entire set of creative skills that you're going to need when refashioning from scratch and on your own. With that being said though, not everyone and not every time you will walk the entire process and that's normal. So we clarified that creativity is part of being human. But actually, the level of interest to be creative could vary really a lot in different people. The activities we do in our everyday life 
could also be linked to being more creative or less creative. From the maker's perspective, in particular us refashioning, to understand the different levels of interest in being creative, I think the explanation I find in a book by one of my fellow upcyclers, Jane Milburn, is very helpful. So in her book, Slow Clothing, Finding Meaning in What We Wear, Jane Milburn, amazing sustainable advocate, upcycler and dear friend of mine, talks about creativity and includes a table from a research done by Dr. Nicholas Smith. This is from Dr. Smith's doctoral thesis. So this table is really interesting. It shows that creativity could range in five different levels. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this and how it's related to refashioning and creativity in our case. So the lowest level is arranging and refers to selecting things and possessing things. Here we see non or almost no interest in creativity and some activities at this lowest level are shopping, buying, owning and somewhat using. So we could say that when you go thrifting and op shopping, you're actually working out your creativity to a very minimum level. I would like to add and point out that this is the level where we are all consumers. Just buying, or even if it's window shopping, is just passively looking at someone else's creative designs. In the next level, which is doing when we get things done, the level of creativity again is not that much. But the next three levels start using more of our creative side. In the level of adapting, we start making things of our own. Here the level of creativity is average and we can see adapting in activities where we adapt and modify things, mostly to use them, but also because we're making something of our own. The next level is more involved. In making, we see genuine interest for creativity and here the act of making with our own hands it's much more appreciated and valuable and therefore it has more significance for the maker. The last level where we have the highest interest in creativity is creating. Here creativity is really important and is perceived as a passion. The maker becomes a creator. I find this ranging system really interesting because at the lowest level when we arrange or just do things to get them done, we can see that here we are kind of a consumers. So we're more passive 
and do shopping, buy and own things. So we're not using really too much of our creative potential. But in the next three levels and especially the last two of making and creating, we actually tapped into our creative side. So from consumers at the lower levels, we become creators in the higher levels. As Dr. Nicholas Smith points out, in simple acts of DIY or do-it-yourself activities, we can achieve self-actualization and personal transformation. I just love that. It just explains why refashioning has such a big power and mystery in it. And at some point, when you make something of your own, it really makes you feel satisfied on a very intimate and deeper level. And I think in situation where nowadays we don't have many creative outlets, it's actually good to have something to make us feel this way. I really love the structure by Dr. Nicholas Smith. So this is from the book Slow Clothing, Finding Meaning in What We Wear by Jane Milburn, my amazing friend, sustainable advocate and upcycler. So now you know that you are creative. The good thing is that refashioning will be there for you, not just with the possible end result of a great garment you could wear, but also with the opportunity to be as creative as you want to be. hopefully all this makes you want to get creative. But let's go back to the beginning and see what could help you to build up your creativity. So here are my three tips. My first tip and very important is to identify negative thoughts, stumbling blocks or anything that blocks you from taking the plunge and doing whatever needs to be done, like the first cut or to choose materials or design options, whatever. Negative thoughts are really the worst because when we feed them, meaning when we're thinking them, they just wasting our time and stopping us from moving on and doing whatever we need to do. Here I'm also including any other blocks that's stopping you from action, like I don't know, whatever, or I am not a designer or a seamstress or a dressmaker. All these kind of thoughts are actually the stumbling blocks and they don't leave you to do anything. The best solution really is to move on and to kind of distract yourself from all these kind of things and to do the real thing. That's the best way to go further. And no matter the negative thoughts, the self-doubt, the insecurities or lack of knowledge or the lack of confidence, 
experience will actually come with practice. And the only way to get this practice is to do the action. That's why moving on from all these stumbling blocks is so important. Move away by, for example, immersing into the making or just allow yourself to have fun. Learn how to do these ruffles finally and what kind of fabric is best to make them. Or drape these vintage serviettes and see how they're going to look as upcycled sleeves. There is so much pleasure in the process of refashioning, so hopefully you're going to find something to distract you. So discovering ways to create something that you find beautiful is really rejuvenating. And it's not just the sewing that is meditative. Actually making something beautiful, it lifts you up and makes you excited, makes you happy. Now, talking about negative thoughts and any stumbling blocks, I want to mention an example that is also a stumbling block, but it's kind of a hidden because it's not really a negative thought. Let me just read you what Carlin, who sews her own clothes, wrote to me. She says, Always wanting to create a unique neckline with a clean finish. I am a detailed seamstress which derails my creativity frequently. I need to be less concerned about a neat and tidy finish on the inside of my project. Oh, Carlin, I completely understand you because I'm exactly the same. I'm very neat and tidy and how the project looks on the inside is really important to me. So I can definitely relate to what you say. But you're also right that this kind of tendency can actually derail your creativity, especially if creativity is something new for you and it could be a bit of um, making you feel insecure and having ne negative feelings. This definitely could push you off. But it's good that you keep that in mind. And I can almost sense that your next sentence could be, I need some help how to start. Let me assure you, we're going to talk about this more in some of the other episodes, so stay put. Let's see what is the other tip. So the second tip to build up your creativity is to do the doing. Here I want to remind you that creativity is not just ideas or something new and fresh that you found out from combining different ideas you had before. Creativity is also to make the action and to make your idea into a real thing. You can perhaps drape only and visualize an idea. That's also an action when you refashion. Or you could complete the entire project and wear it and see how it is. This really will depend on what you prefer to do and what stage you are at the moment. But the most important is 
to uh, do further action because the doing, the second component of creativity, will teach you to move on to the making part and will teach you to move on to the making part much quicker and not to make big deal out of it. For now, don't worry to finish your project. Just try to experiment, to practice some design concepts or sewing techniques and finishes you think of. Just dive into the process and do whatever needs to be done. So this is my second tip. It will really teach you not to be afraid of the doing part and to get used to it as an inseparable, integral part of the process. You're going to love the third tip because it gives chance to everyone. My third tip is to start from whatever stage you are at the moment, meaning sewing, dressmaking or design-wise. If you have a sewing machine and can run it, then you've got the level of sewing to begin with and you're good to go. I'm saying this because I've heard so many of you who don't know how to sew clothing to say, I can't sew clothes, so I don't do any refashioning. But the thing is that to start refashioning, you don't have to be a dressmaker or fashion designer. You also don't need to know pattern drafting or how to sew clothes with commercial patterns. You know, those patterns that you buy from the shop and then make clothing from scratch from the fabric row. If you just sew general projects or do sewing crafts or sew items for around the house, you can make simple refashions and yet with a big impact. In the show notes of this episode, I will link to one of my articles on the website, one new from too old, which is very simple, just making one new tunic design from two old tops. So you don't need to know that much. Or I will also link to a summer dress makeover again article on the website i think i've got a video as well where i redesigned a dress simply by adding laces and crochet cutouts the idea is that even as a beginner upcycler by making these kinds of simple projects you build up most of all your creative vision so even sewing-wise, the project is very simple. You actually could build up a lot your creative skills. You kind of change your perception of an item and see how you can transform it. And this is really the most significant and the most valuable in these kind of projects. So looking at the garment and seeing how to uplift its style or design is something that you can work on regardless of your dressmaking experience. I'll link to that article as well and you can find the link in the show notes of the episode. 
I hope this makes sense and you can see how your sewing skills are somewhat independent from your creative skills and you don't have to be a dressmaker to start refashioning and have really interesting and cute projects. Now for dressmakers and hobby seamstresses who sew clothing from scratch by using their own or commercial patterns, actually the struggle could be even bigger because most of the times when it comes to creating and designing, they face that they don't have these kind of skills because they never had a chance to work out and develop their own designs. Sometimes it happened that I have this kind of conversation with dressmakers and experienced clothing sewists. So the thing is that they never had a chance to develop their own designing skills. So it's really difficult for them to have these creative skills and refashion. If it happens that you're one of them, then get a different approach. For you, the most important would be to break the limitations you carry from the dressmaking knowledge and experience. All these kind of things you've learned, like both right and left halves need to be symmetrical or always cut woven fabric along the warp yarns or lengthwise and all these kind of things you've learned at some point you actually need to go against them because creating upcycled fashion often could go against some of the fundamental rules in dressmaking. So keep that in mind and when face these kind of fundamental rules just don't allow them to restrict you and get more creative and experiment. Well, I'm glad we managed to talk about creativity today and we covered so much. To sum up, now you know that you are creative, even if you think you're not creative person. And despite having or not having creative experience, well, the level of interest in creativity is another thing that could change and will make you more or less involved in the refashioning process. We're going to talk more about specific refashion ideas in the next episodes. So subscribe for the podcast and keep up with me. Next week, we're going to talk about some key questions you need to answer before you start refashioning. This will make the process even more fun. I can't wait. Well, I hope today's episode helped you to see yourself and your creative side from a different perspective. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe. I'll meet you again next week. Bye for now.